0: and welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurship 101 from the Abington Launchbox. I'm your host, uh, co-host, I guess, today with our producer and co-host, Alex Angermeyer, who's going to be joining us in just a second. This is the first episode of season two. So we're going to do these seasons probably based on our academic semesters. So we're here in the fall 2021 semester, and Alex is in his on second day of work here and already producing the first episode of the season for Entrepreneurship 101. So Alex, welcome and thanks for for taking on the the task of being the next Launchbox Amplifier.
1: Yeah, thank you. So uh, this is my second year at Penn State Aventon. I'm currently in the Division of Undergraduate Studies here at Penn State. Uh, I plan to major in Corporate Innovation and Entrepreneurship I'm also involved in starting the Entrepreneurial Student Association here at, on campus.
0: Yeah, that, and that's excellent. So um, you yourself and a few other students are working together to pull together um, an entrepreneurial um, organization for students to be engaged in. So that's a, a great thing. And I appreciate the time and the effort that you're putting in to, uh, to make that happen, as well as taking on the challenge of producing Entrepreneurship 101. So you ready to get rolling with our, our first episode?
1: Yeah, so Peter, I just had the first question started off here. Uh, So basically, when do you seize an opportunity? Uh, When you have an opportunity at hand, is it basically from luck or is it from hard work and dedication? What's your thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, so uh, I'll take 101 seconds to try to, I don't know, at least give my thoughts. And that's really what we're covering on Entrepreneurship 101. So, how do you know when an opportunity is at hand? Um, I guess from experience, at least my personal experience, I've often not known until sometimes the the opportunity is gone and passed. Sometimes I've realized it's reasonably well uh, timed, but it's really hard to know when the opportunity is, is present. It's in your hand. It's graspable. It's um, attainable. You can do something with it. Um, And, and I think that's, it comes from experience. I think, you know, we talk about wisdom is, is kind of the combination of knowledge and experience. And, and I think that's what helps when you're, understanding opportunities, looking for opportunities, taking action on those that are there. And I again, I also think much like uh, business, I believe is a combination of art and science. I think opportunity comes from hard work and passion, but I think it's a combination of those two. I, I don't think you can work your way into opportunities by itself. I think you have to kind of put out um, some of your own uh, energy right? So as you're sharing your passion with others, you might find that there are things that resonate. And those things, at least in my experience, have tended to trigger or or spark opportunities. But I'm also a big believer in uh, luck, fortune. And not that I'm saying, you know, that that you need to be lucky to be good, but I'm also one to say that despite plans, um, sometimes you you fall into success as much as you fall into failure. So I think it, it can be Right place, right time, as you say. And that's 101 seconds. So, Alex, I'm going to turn it back over to you with uh, your response to that. So you get 101 seconds to share some of your thoughts. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so basically, I I agree with what you said. It could be from luck. But I also agree that it's hard to see the opportunity at hand and to take up that opportunity uh, and test that opportunity to see if it's a valid opportunity to see if you can start a business from. But I do believe opportunities come from hard work. For example, I, I come from the analogy, if you have an ax and you're cutting down a woods or a wood patch, you cut all the woods down, now you have an opportunity to use that patch to build a house, to build a business. So I also believe opportunity can come from hard work. Um, I also believe at the right place, the right time can bring opportunity. Some people have luck when it comes to that opportunity. Uh, some people I saw even asked the universe for an opportunity to come to them to start a business. Uh, Sarah Blakely from Spank, she asked the universe for an idea when she was working for a fax printer uh, company. And she, she, next thing you know, she started a billion dollar company. So, I mean, there's different ways to look at opportunity, but opportunity is like, like tailwind, for example, like when there's, when there's a trend, you can use that trend as tailwind for your business. And every business wants to hop on trends because that's a new and next big thing. So yeah. um, Opportunities come to you. It
0: seems like a short time, but it's not.
1: Yeah. You still got 20 seconds. Yeah, I do. I'm looking at the time. I got 90 (laughs) seconds. Holy moly. Uh, But yeah, opportunities, they come and they go, but you have to, Stop on them before they leave, or they, the market doesn't exist anymore. All
0: right, there's your time. You made it to 101. That was your first 101 seconds. That's all good. It's um, it's a challenge. 101 seconds seems like you won't get any time to talk until that timer starts going, and you realize yeah. 101 seconds we can cover a lot. So, um, Alex, you wanna wanna hit people up with uh, some calls to action.
1: Yeah. So if you guys like what you're listening to, please like, subscribe or comment or engage. We're always looking for new people. So email us if you want to be a guest. So thank you for watching. All
0: right. All right. So let me get into the next question. And this one I'm going to pose to you, Alex. Um, so let's talk about validating ideas. We, we all have ideas. They pop into our heads. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. But how do you validate it? How do you figure out if it's um, something worthwhile pursuing, putting money, time, energy into? We've got all kinds of different processes, like business model canvases, lean startup. Um, So, what are some of your thoughts? Maybe it depends on the type of venture you're doing, um, and maybe it's also timing. So maybe you start and you're you're validating your idea, and maybe then you need to make pivots along the way. But talk to us about validating ideas. How do you know if it's worthwhile to pursue? And we're going to give you 101 seconds. Go ahead.
1: Well, when it comes to validating ideas, I I gravitate toward the lean startup, just testing the idea, putting out a minimal viable product to see how your customers react. So if you're starting an app, I would do a minimal viable product, I would ship it out to the users and get basically get customer uh, feedback, Because that customer feedback is going to lead to an insight of what your customers really want. And if you can deliver what your customers really want, then you have a good product. So, But if you're doing something like a restaurant, if you want to test out a restaurant, you would test out some recipes and give it out to your customers and they would give you feedback. It's kind of the same thing, just different ventures. But it's the same thing, just getting out something that you can give to your users and getting feedback because that's the most critical thing, I think, in starting up a venture or validating the idea is getting feedback from your customers. So then when you, have a, when you get feedback, you can see if you need a pivot or if you can keep going. Uh, It's very hard to pivot because you had a goal when you started that company or that idea, but the pivot may be necessary to keep the business alive or the idea alive. Uh, But even if sometimes if you have outside investors too, and they are invested in the company because of that idea, and if you want to pivot, they might disagree with you and then you can run into problems in that sense. So it's really hard with anything. Entrepreneurship is really hard. So. Even if you have an idea, you're probably going to have to pivot because you're going to get that feedback and just it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard journey. All
0: right. There's our 101. Um, and, and I tend to agree. I don't think that, you know, the, the topics on Entrepreneurship 101 are not necessarily things where we're going to have, you know, wide disparities of whether we agree or not. But we probably have different experiences. Right. So um, my thoughts, again, I think tools like the Lean Startup and Business Model Canvas are are great ways to validate ideas. Um, We do a program called the Idea uh, Test Lab at the LaunchBox. So that's something that occasionally we have on our calendar. We try to do it twice a year. Uh, We're doing actually one right now in September of 2021 with our colleagues at the Brandywine campus of Penn State and their LaunchBox as well. But in that program, we talk a lot about this validation concept and that component is really based upon um, putting together the, the, the customer discovery, right? So who really is your customer? What is it that they, um, uh, what problems do they have? What pains are they experiencing? And how do, we, how do we build a business that not only sells something, but solves problems that are relevant and meaningful and valuable to your customers? So, so this process of, of validating, I, I think, is iterative. And you talked about pivoting. You talked about this concept of sometimes you got to keep going because the, the learning happens in that uh, process of um, designing a, a, a plan but testing it. Then when you test something, you should be learning from that. You're going to learn customers love this, customers dislike it. But that's where then the, the the opportunity comes for you to evolve, iterate, uh, make adjustments to your business and continue to to test. And I think that goes on forever because even as your business might stay the same, the world that we work in changes and um, you can't constantly stay the same without changing because the, the world around us changes. So you're constantly going to be in that iterative uh, cycle that, that you need to Uh, continue to grow your business. And there's 101 seconds for me.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with what you said there. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to pivot because if you keep going, you can learn more insights, but it's a hard journey.
0: Cool. All right. So again, if you are watching, listening anywhere, you can find podcasts, um, YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts actually is the number one space that people are accessing this content from the Abington LaunchBox. If you have suggestions, you can leave comments. You can visit our website as well, and we'll make sure that that is listed in the notes for the uh, podcast itself. So again, feel free, drop us themes, drop us questions, and we'll try to, to weave those into our ongoing discussion. And with that, we're already on to our third and final 101 second topic of the day, which is about the creator economy. And if you're not familiar with the creator economy is, but there's been um, an emergence of more people creating content, whether it's on social media platforms like uh, Instagram or TikTok, uh, major platforms like YouTube that also connects into platforms like uh, Amazon Prime. People are creating all kinds of content, whether it's video game content, exercise, cooking tips, um, home remodeling tips. People are making all kinds of different uh, content and some are being really successful at that and actually making livings. So I'd like to get some of your thoughts on the creator economy in general. And also, what does that mean? Is that shaping young minds? Um, Because particularly YouTube and and Instagram, TikTok, lots of young people there. Do you think you're gonna see young people uh, gravitate towards that as a potential career and lifestyle moving forward? Alex, what are your thoughts on the creative economy? 101 seconds.
1: Yeah, I see the creator economy growing exponentially over the next couple of years. Uh, I feel like we're gonna see more Mr. Beast, these people that have large audiences and then go to different businesses. For example, we have the Mr. Beast Burger. Uh, he's a YouTuber, but he gravitated to the uh, fast food restaurant and started his own burger. And it was a wide success. Um, I, I think we're gonna see more authentic social media creators. That's why I love TikTok so much because you just see random videos and just authentic people. So I think we're going to see more Charlie D'Amelio's too on that platform. Um, also, I think we're going to see even social media creators gravitate to business, the business side of it. There's a, a TikToker named Josh Richards. He's, he actually is a creator, but also is a venture capitalist and invests in different companies. So we're going to, Hopefully we're going to see more of that. And and finally, I think we're going to see more kids grow up or want to grow up to be YouTubers instead of the more traditional route. I mean, we're going to see kids that want to become esports gamers, live streamers. And I think that's perfectly fine because if you have passion for what you do, I mean, they say you'll never work a day in your life. So I think it'll be a great opportunity for kids. And we already see that already. We, We see kids as young as four on YouTube I have cooking videos and millions of views and they love what they're doing. So, and the parents love seeing their kid cook. So it just, it's amazing seeing what, how this transformed the creator economy. I think we're going to see more tools and creators.
0: Yeah. And, and the creator economy, I mean, here we sit creating content. And I think that's part of what, um, what is, is attractive is that it's, it's fun. It's attainable. Um, like you said, you can have four year olds uh, that are part of this community. My guess is they're probably not setting up the cameras, the microphones, although um, we even struggle with that. I think I fixed the, the audio about uh, two minutes in. So I apologize for that. That was my fault. Um, but the creator economy is, I think, something that to me resembles how learning happens and even how business and entrepreneurship happens. So. To me, there's a spark, there's an interest. So uh, let's talk about maybe coffee. So running a coffee business is not just making coffee. So you can make great coffee, but you still need to be able to sell coffee. And those are, are, are really completely different processes. Um, and then selling coffee is a challenge in, in and of itself, but consistently selling coffee over a period of years, decades for for businesses, becomes a completely different challenge. But at the base of it is still making coffee. And if you're not interested in making coffee, if you're not passionate about making coffee, maybe that's not something you want to take on the the additional challenge of then selling coffee, creating consistent platforms, hiring people, training people to make coffee for you, all those other things that come along with it. It's a really, um, I think, close metaphor to what it's like to start a business. So this creator economy, I think, is going to be sparking interest from young people, and I think it's going to be great, making greater entrepreneurs as we we come out of this, and they're going to take that skill into other places. Sorry, I went way over 101. But that's our last and final uh, topic for the day. So Alex, I'll I'll turn it over to you for some final uh, thoughts and calls to action as we wrap up episode one of season two.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. If you, if you don't have passion for what you do and it becomes hard, you're not going to be able to excel in what you're doing. But so when that journey gets hard, I mean, you're going to have to have passion because you're just going to make every excuse to leave that journey or to leave that business. But finally, if you like what you're hearing, please let us know in the comments or interact with this post. And we're always here and we're always looking for guests. So please let us know if you want to be on the podcast.
0: Cool. And thank you, Alex, for, like I said, on your second day, producing your first podcast. Um, so this is this has been Entrepreneurship 101 from the Abington Launchbox. We appreciate it if you've taken the time to listen to us. We greatly appreciate it. Um, if you're interested in engaging with us, send us questions. We're even looking for guests. We'd love to have people join us moving forward. So again, thanks, Alex. We're going to have these coming out several times a month. So please feel free to like subscribe so that you can get these when they come out. Tuesday mornings are going to be the time they get released. So Alex, thanks again. And uh, we'll see you all on the next episode. Thanks.